Welcome in to A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media. We are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live every weekday morning at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. You can find links to the show on our Twitter feed and our Instagram story. Follow us there at A to Z Sports. We got to thank our sponsors because they truly make it happen for us and they help out you guys with Wilson County Hyundai. If you're looking for a new vehicle, make them a part of your car buying process by seeing them in Lebanon, where a lot of stuff happened this weekend, including Michael Jordan. Uh, but also, you can check them out, WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Uh, the Bone and Joint Institute, BoneandJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care at BoneandJointTN.org, plus Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That's better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a health plan for you at FBHP.com slash atoz so i have uh i am curious to hear zach's uh, situation of updating his weekend but i do have as jerry pointed out something to accomplish because jerry asked where is the necklace i have to wear a necklace on today's show because of the magic bucket from last week i did this on purpose i wanted the podcast replay audience to get this after the official start of the show zach i have uh my necklace uh of choice are you ready for this i am ready and i'm I'm actually very excited about the the route that I took because I've got the you old. You don't want to break it. I know. I've got the old uh, Smarty Candy necklace. Oh. And, <laughs> and also, it, it's a four pack. So I've got three more. So if anybody else uh, wants a Smarty Candy necklace, let me know. So I thought uh, the re I went this route for multiple reasons. One, it's functional. Two, it was the cheapest. And then three, Nobody was going to expect this route. I mean, everybody's going to expect like, you know, maybe like some crystal or like a cross or some puka shell thing. But no, I'm going to go with the smarty necklace. Wow. Well, look, Austin, I'm going to do this. I'm giving you the love of the show because I did not expect that to happen on this Monday morning. I do think it's justified and I do think it is genius. Thank and you. you know what? It pops with your gray shirt. It pops even more. So it's like this light, this this circular light hanging around your neck. I, I mean, I love it. Yeah, I and, do. You know, I knew because the camera angle, anything longer than a choker would uh, would not be seen. So I was like, I got to do something for a choker. And then this popped up, and I was like, a four pack for five bucks? Sign me up. So there so you here go. We go. Well, uh, mad respect to that. Um, before we officially get our topic going, I I got to just sit here and take a victory lap in my life because um, the Ole Miss Rebel baseball team won the national championship yesterday. Man, just saying that out loud makes me just grin ear to ear. And if you're a sports fan, I went to Ole Miss. Ole Miss is... You know, I, you talk about like secondary markets. It's like Nashville. You know, mm-hmm. you, Ole Miss is not Oklahoma. They are not Texas. They're not Alabama or LSU or USC or Ohio State. Like, I fully am aware of that and recognize that. And so when you make a run and you are not supposed to even be in the tournament and you make this miraculous hot run all the way to Omaha and then get through Omaha – to the final, and then boom, boom, one, two. Because five out of the last six champions actually had lost game one or had, had won game one, and then all of a sudden you, you, you the, the series had changed. So what Ole Miss was able to do, you know, the Ole Miss Rebel, Rebel I, I mean, the university 
to win a national championship in a big three sport is massive. And, uh, man, that's great stuff. Now, Lane Kiffin, it's your turn. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I'm done with baseball. Now on to football, yeah. and that's where we'll get started uh, with this ranking. Yeah, on to our regularly scheduled program after Zach takes a, a college baseball victory lap in a sport that he only cares about if his team's number one. <laughs> Absolutely. Same for me. Same for me. Same for me. All right. So <laughs> I would said, not have watched the fi- – well, it's tough. I probably wouldn't have watched the final if it was Arkansas versus Oklahoma. Yeah, no, I, I didn't watch a fair. single bit of anything in Omaha after Tennessee lost. But okay, so Chris <laughs> Sims puts out his top 40 quarterback list every summer, right? And so we have yet to talk about this. I have not seen it. I might have seen it on Twitter like when it came out, but I have no recollection or recall of where any quarterback is listed. I couldn't even tell you wh- who number one is for Chris Sims. So, Zach, let's get to this list. Uh, the title of today's show is interesting, right? Because, and this is your opinion, that Ryan Tannehill's QB ranking creates even more controversy within the AFC South via Chris Sims's top 40 ranking. So hit me with it. What, what do we got here today? All right. So before we get to the top 10, we've got to get to where Ryan Tannehill is. And it's not in the top 10. But that's not a surprise after throwing three interceptions in the divisional round. If Ryan Tannehill would have beaten the Bengals and gotten to an AFC championship game and then figured out what they would have done against the Chiefs, I I mean, I definitely think that he's higher on this list. But that didn't happen. So he settles in right there in the middle of the league of starting quarterbacks. And we will reveal Chris Sims 11 through 20. Mm -hmm. So I think there's some discussion within this, but Ryan Tannehill, the quarterback of the Tennessee Titans, sits there at number 15, but right above Ryan Tannehill is AFC South, now new AFC South quarterback, Matt Ryan at 14. So this is the first time, Austin, you have seen this particular graphic, courtesy of Chris Sims. What is your initial Mm -hmm. reaction? Well, uh, big, I, I knew I, I, <laughs> right there tells me a lot. Yeah. Well, I had to swallow my smarty bite first, but, uh, like Deshaun Watson is a lot deeper into this because of everything going on and the fact that he did not play this past season, Matt Ryan. I don't know what Chris Sims did last summer, but I'm sure Matt Ryan is much higher this in this ranking with the Colts and probably where he was last year with the Atlanta Falcons because of how bad the Falcons have been. Kyler Murray was a fringe top 10 guy last year. So was Tannehill. Um, And so those guys have both dropped. Derek Carr had a great year, so he jumps up. You know, I'm actually glad that Baker Mayfield is higher than than most would put him. Like, I think that's appropriate for Baker Mayfield. I think he gets a bad rep, uh, but I I like Baker Mayfield there. So, uh, you know, for Tannehill, man, I mean, it's going to create a good conversation between Matt Ryan and Ryan and Ryan Tannehill. Uh, so let's just, I mean, let's get to it because I don't know how people think. I think some Titans fans might think Tannehill's too low. Some might think he's too high, but overall it makes a lot of sense. Carson Wentz is too high. Carson Wentz should be below Jimmy Garoppolo. No doubt about that. 
Yeah, I thought that was a surprise. Jimmy Garoppolo. Carson Wentz has this weird thing because he had that one stellar year right before he tore his ACL, and he's been getting opportunity ever since then with other teams. He missed the playoffs, and Jimmy G took his team to the NFC Championship game in which they only lost by three points, right? So, like, yeah. And he beat the number one seeded Packers the week before. So, look, I... We all know that my background with Chris Sims. I know Chris Sims. Uh, you know, I, Chris Sims when and I were friends when he lived in Nashville. When I when I see these rankings and I followed, you know, I follow him on Instagram. That's where I saw this. He releases he released these rankings throughout the course of the last several weeks, and I just I know how Chris works in his mind because what he looks for in a quarterback. And some of these make sense for where he put them. But some of them I do not agree with. So let's get to it. Ryan Tannehill, our first question. This is why we love and do this show is to get everybody involved. Is Ryan Tannehill ranked too high, too low, or just right? Ryan Tannehill right there at 15. You have Matt Ryan above him. So really the question is, is it too high, too low, or just right? I mean, he may be just right in one opinion at 15, but you may not like where, uh, who's above or below him. That's not really what we're asking. You know, is he ranked adequately within the league? This is, I think, a really good question. I cannot wait to get some more people involved with. And and this is obviously without us knowing or without me knowing what his top 10 is, right? Like there might be some guys in the top 10 that I might feel differently about where Ryan Tannehill is. So, well, I have his top 10, yeah. and we will look at that a little bit later. Yeah, for sure. A to Z Sports, oh, is Ryan Tannehill ranked too high, too low, or just right? Real quick, let me tell you about the Bony Joint Institute. I told you last week I was getting my foot checked out. Guess what? I've got plantar fasciitis. Not fun, but there's several NBA players who have had that and athletes who have had that and overcome it. So I went and scheduled an appointment with Dr. Jeff Watson, the foot and ankle specialist at the Bony Joint Institute. On Friday, went and saw Dr. Jeff, uh, who has taught us a lot about Derrick Henry's Jones fracture over the last several months, a few different times with Dr. Watson. But, you know, he he gave me some stretching techniques, gave me a a therapy sock that I could get to help with the plantar fasciitis. And I'm going to the beach next week, right? And you walk on the beach on sand with no foot support. So I need help. So Dr. Watson was like, you know what? Come in Wednesday. We'll give you a shot to help you deal with that pain so you can enjoy your beach trip. So Wednesday, I get to just walk on in, and Dr. Jeff says, hey, here's your shot. You can enjoy your beach trip and uh, be able to walk all over the beach I want to. So a big thanks to the Bony Joint Institute. Whenever you get hurt in life, know where to go. Trust them. I do. Zach does. You should too. Boneandjointtn.org. Great example right there. Also a great example of a great title sponsor, BetMGM. Download the app today. They are the king of the sports book, and they got a risk-free bet up to $1,000 for new users. So use the promo code ATOZ Sports, all one word, no spaces, when asked for the promo code. Download the app today, and when you sign up, if you use that promo code, you get a $1,000 risk-free bet. You bet $500 after your fir- on your first bet. You lose, you get your $500 back. So it's a really good deal. Download the app today. That's BetMGM. Tons of comments have flown in because we have asked the question based off of Chris Sims ranking Ryan Tannehill 15th overall in his top 40 quarterback rankings. Is Ryan Tannehill at number 15 ranked too high, too low, or just right 
Tons of comments, Zach. I'll let you fly in the comment section, see what the chat's up to. All right. Uh, let's see what we got. Tighten up says, just right. So does uh, Brian Stinson. So just right coming in right away. And we got a couple more. John Laster, Leo says, just right. Eric says, just right. The Another Eric says, just right. Steven says, too high. So he's throwing that he needs to be lower than 15. Uh, his ranking is just right from Titans Cal. I think Matty Ice is too high, but that's not the question we're asking, right? So Kyle does answer just right. Corey agrees with Kyle. Scott also agrees just right from Jacob, just right from Nick. Apollo says just right. I mean, I don't know how many times in a ranking show that we've had in the history of A to Z sports that we've had something that I feel like the chat feels this strongly about being correct. Mm -hmm. uh nicholas says just right honky tonk says just right he's middle of the pack simply for matthew hall too low from uh jay sean just right from brent uh deborah says too high just right from will dotson uh just right from d right there from eddie just right there from ty smith just right from atrial john says too low hmm. just right from Corey. so oh even hibachi's back Hibachi, I look, I didn't know who where Hibachi went over the weekend. He's it's back. Three, three shows in a row for Hibachi. Shout out to Hibachi. I wonder what Hibachi thinks about his boy Matt Ryan being above Ryan Tannehill at 14. Well, here he is. Here he is. Uh, he goes, Matt Ryan MVP, 4,000 yards and 10 oh, straight seasons. God, Hibachi, you, you ruined it. You, 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 went, went, you went too far. You did too much. Do less. <laughs> Do less. And Chris says, that's about right for now. So, Austin, I will yep. ask you the question that we are asking everybody else. Is Ryan Tannehill ranked too high, too low, or just right in Chris Sims' top 40 quarterbacks of 2022 list? So I, two guys that I think are, that are right there ahead of Ryan Tannehill that I could argue Tannehill is better than are Matt Ryan and Kyler Murray. And Deshaun Watson, we just haven't seen him in a long time. We don't know when we're going to see him yet, but last time we did see him, Deshaun Watson was a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill and has a higher ceiling. We all know that. Kyler Murray is an interesting one. You know, head-to-head, -head, the, the Cardinals whooped up on the Titans in week one. But the Cardinals do this thing where they fall off the face of the earth after Thanksgiving every year. And I don't know if it's a Cliff Kingsbury problem. I don't know if it's a Kyler Murray problem where he wears down physically because he runs around so much September, October, November, and he can't stick through December and January to be effective. I, I don't know if I, – I would take Ryan Tannehill over Kyler Murray because I, I trust – Ryan Tannehill more late in the year because every year Kyler Murray's either hurt or losing games he shouldn't late in the season. Well, well, also you have to disclose Kyler Murray did not have his top paid wide receiver, which is DeAndre Hopkins. That's fine for most of the end of the year, including yeah, the playoff game. Right, and I understand. And Tannehill had his guys for the playoff game, but Ryan Tannehill was able to win games and do enough. Without those guys, too, like AJ Brown had a down had, year. He had the luxury of getting his guys back against the Bengals. I understand. And, and again, I, I just think that that's a huge, like, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is a top five wide receiver. No, no doubt. And AJ Brown was on that trajectory to being top 10. AJ wasn't right last year for most of the year. He only had five games where he had over 50 yards throughout the entire season, not counting the playoffs. Julio also, Jones, your boy JJ Watt was out. 
Yeah. Julio Jones, uh, we all know that story. So a lot of the times that, that Ryan, and he had no tight end help. He was also sacked the second most of any quarterback in the NFL behind Joe Burrow. So the offensive line was not very good. And you can look at some other stats and show that Ryan Tannehill doesn't create his own pressure like Kyler Murray does. I right now would put Kyler Murray just below Tannehill. And when it comes to Matt Ryan, and this is where the juice is of this conversation, because Matt Ryan, an older quarterback, a former league MVP, he's been to a Super Bowl. He's thrown for a ton of yards throughout his career. As Kaibachi just says, 4,000 yards in 10 straight seasons. But, you know, you throw for a lot of yards when your defense sucks and you're giving up a lot of points and you have no running game in Atlanta. But he is changing into a new franchise. And so do you automatically bump Matt Ryan ahead of Tannehill where Tannehill's got the continuity and Matt Ryan doesn't? And so I, that's, that's the closest conversation to me. So to answer the question, I will say Ryan Tannehill slightly too low. Wow. I didn't know what you're going to say. Slightly. I, I agree and, Bobby, and Bobby goes along with this. Matt Ryan is getting the new team bump. It's just like how half the media tried to prop up Wentz last year. And what's the common denominator with Matt Ryan's bump and Carson Wentz's bump? It's that the national media falls in love with the Indianapolis Colts every summer. And that's been the case, right? We just talked about, who was it? Albert Breer was self-admitting that last week. That he falls in love with Indianapolis too much. And so does a lot of his colleagues. And the fact that they haven't won the South in seven years, they haven't won in Jacksonville in seven years. It's it's like it, it this happens every time. And well, Colts, is Matt Ryan gonna be any different? The Colts are really good on paper. Like we've said that. They've been really good on paper for the last several years. And this in June, you all you have is paper. <laughs> I mean, that that's all we have. And Ryan Matt Ryan is better than Carson Wentz. So they've yeah. just taken a they've improved their quarterback situation and then they you know here's the big caveat and, and so there's the quick, unknown I, I bought you says you can't tell me that's the same with Wentz and Ryan like stop man be real no Matt Ryan's so much better than Carson Wentz Carson Wentz is a dumpster fire like Kabachi, if he was watching us throughout last season, he would have seen how much I hated on Carson Wentz for just being a clown playing quarterback. Well, if you think Matt Ryan is better than Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz almost had his team in the playoffs last year. Is Matt Ryan that piece that gets him over the hump? Because if that is the case, Austin, you've said yourself that if they, the only way that the two AFC South teams make the playoffs if they win the division. So what do you think there? I, so if you piece this together, is that enough? Is this right? Yeah, is but Matt also, Ryan should Matt Ryan be above Ryan Tannehill? I, I have my answer of the uh, previous I, question. Uh, I still think that Tannehill should get the nod. Like, like I most people overlook the amount of adversity the Titans offense went through last year and that, and how much adversity Ryan Tannehill went through last the year. Titans have more and, question marks on offense. We talked about it last week. Yeah, but There's no but reason people, why Tannehill should be over Matt Ryan. But I, I feel like people do not give Ryan Tannehill enough credit for the he adversity that he went. Huh? He hasn't earned the credit. I'm talking like this is a regular season conversation for the most part. Like playoffs are a, are a, a different factor. That's not how it With, works. Like the last time we saw uh, Matt Ryan in the playoffs, what happened? Last time we saw what? Matt Ryan in the playoffs, what happened? Kyle Shanahan called a bad game. Oh. 
I mean, I that's, believe, that is, I mean, I, look, there's blame all over the place, right? They, I, believe the Falcons, they lo- I believe they lost to the Eagles in Philadelphia to Nick Foles the following year. Oh, okay. So, and that came down to the wire, right? Yeah. I mean, that was the, that was a last second throw to Julio Jones that was overthrown. Like, that, yeah. I mean, that was, that's Michael right. Crabtree. That's Michael Crabtree in the, the 49ers versus the Ravens in the Super Bowl, right? I mean, that was at least, I mean, he wasn't terrible. I mean, he's, he's, he's won some playoff games. I think this is absolutely, and here's my answer. I, I think Chris Sims, or I don't think his top 10 is correct. I do think this section of the list is right. Okay. Matt Ryan should be above Ryan Tannehill for what I think the unknown on paper new team. And Matt Ryan has done more in his career than Ryan Tannehill. I also think that's just right is Ryan Tannehill should be above Kirk Cousins. What I always say, Ryan Tannehill is the Kirk Cousins of the AFC. Kirk Cousins is the Ryan Tannehill of the NFC. So perfectly slotted right there. I think Ryan Tannehill is better than Baker Mayfield, Mac Jones, Carson Wentz, and Jimmy Garoppolo. And I agree with what you said earlier. Jimmy G should be above Carson Wentz at least. This, the reason why I wanted to bring this up on the show yeah. And I told you about this whenever it first came out last week. I loved where he slotted Ryan Tannehill. I think the chat got it right. I think Chris Sims got it right. This makes perfect sense to me. He is in the middle of the pack. That's why I go crazy when everybody's sitting there like, Ryan Tannehill's ceiling is too low for what the Tennessee Titans want to accomplish with the roster that they have. They're not built that way. Ryan Tannehill needs a higher ceiling for Derrick Henry and the other players to take the Titans to where they want to be. And that in itself is winning a Super Bowl. But at the end of the day, it's an AFC championship game appearance. Once you get into that game, really all the Titans are trying to do, and I think all they can do with the roster that they have is get to the AFC championship game. And I don't think they have the quarterback to get them to what they need to do, and that's winning a Super Bowl. And again, like I'm not over here arguing that Ryan Tannehill needs to be top ten. Like he, he, well, he's not, right? No, yeah, because he crapped the bed last year. Where last summer we had a legitimate argument to say Ryan Tannehill should be nine or ten, right? We had those shows last year, but Tannehill had a bad year, right? Twenty-two touchdowns, fourteen interceptions. Now there's a lot of variables that go into that, but he had the opportunity in the playoffs and crapped the bed the most there with the three interception game against the Bengals. Also variables there too, but a lot on Ryan Tannehill. And so I think the highest he should possibly be is like 13, the high, the absolute highest, but after I, I really, the perform Austin, I'll say this after the performance he had against Cincinnati, you cannot morally put him at 13. Well, that but, would but, be, that would be an indictment. But again, like, well, you've NFL. got, uh, you've got, Directly above him, you have three quarterbacks who have z- who you know, one guy who didn't play last year, one guy who didn't make the playoffs last year on one of the worst teams in the league, and then Kyler Murray who was on the most the last undefeated team and then fell off a cliff. Right, so you've got three quarterbacks directly ahead of him that you can make arguments. Deshaun Watson, we don't know what to expect with Deshaun Watson. If Deshaun Watson suspended for a year, which then sounds it's a moot like, point. I mean, yeah, right? I, I know, but again, like. But Again, Deshaun Watson's better than Matt Ryan and Ryan Tannehill. I agree. That's why I said. But without him playing for two years, you remove him from the equation, and then guess who slots up one more? <laughs> Ryan Tannehill does. So, again, he's at high, at the absolute highest 13th, but 
But I say he's slightly too low. I think 14 is that right. He could be fourteenth if Deshaun gets suspended. That's the only way that he gets 14. Again, and that's my, exactly my, what Chris Sims is saying. My bigger <laughs> argument is Kyler Murray than Ryan Tan than Matt Ryan. But Kyler Murray didn't have DeAndre Hopkins, man. Like that. That's like, I mean, essentially, that's what do you think Ryan Tannehill would have done that playoff game without AJ Brown? Because oh, AJ yeah. Brown had like a buck forty-one in that game. He wouldn't yeah, have done. Place. He wouldn't have done squat. That game would have been probably horrific if they didn't have AJ Brown. You have sure. to take that into consideration, Austin. I don't think you do with Kyler Murray. I think you look at Kyler Murray and the the Cardinals as a whole of not finishing strong their season, yeah, which is done, true. Because they, they didn't have their best player. Yeah, like, but DeAndre Hopkins is their best player. Well, and guess who? Guess who they're not going to have for the first six games of this season? Their best player, right? So again, that goes into the equation too. And we've seen the Cardinals do this, not just last year without DeAndre Hopkins, but they did this all three years that Kyler Murray's been there. Fast starters with petering out in the end. Well, what about this? And before we move on, Kyler Murray, as a younger quarterback, now has another year under his belt, right? Another year of experience. Kyler Murray has not reached his ceiling. Ryan Tannehill has reached his ceiling. We know who Ryan Tannehill is. That's why Kyler Murray should get the nod over Ryan Tannehill, and that's another reason why you're in. It's not. This is for 2022, not Exactly. Exactly. That's the point. So maybe Kyler Kyler Murray needs a couple more years to get his Kyler Murray also has a better offense than Ryan Tannehill. I mean, again, they don't have DeAndre Hopkins for the first six games. Like, that's a big deal. Is it not? (laughs) Kyler Murray's quarterback is better. All right. Well, we're, 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 mate, we're doing circles. All right. So let's move on to our next conversation because I think we've kind of talked it all out there. So we're going to redo Chris Sims' top five. Zach, you have problems with the top 10. I have no idea what these are. So I'm going to let you go ahead and dive into this. But first, tell us about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, FBHP.com is where you need to go to change your health plan. I changed mine, and I'm glad that I did. I received better coverage. I received better rates, and I received better service. I actually talked to an individual compared to my old plan where I was overpaying. And how they take advantage of is my old plan I'd had for a couple of years, probably three years, and every year had gone up. I understand, like it's inflation. inflation, But my, my coverage didn't get that much better for what I was paying. Once I took a step back and I reset with Farm Bureau Health Plans, it really impacted what all I got and what all I paid. I saved 20% per month compared to my old plan. I do have better coverage and the service is great. I felt comfortable when I was uncomfortable when I had the flu a couple of weeks ago. I had a teledoc conference. It was absolutely free. It helped me get prescription medicine and that got me better. That was because of Farm Bureau Health Plans fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. You can go online or you can go online, get their phone number and call them like I did. You can talk to a real person, which is great. Over 200 locations across the state of Tennessee. Don't forget, download the BetMGM app. Uh, I had a tough day yesterday, but it's okay. I got a $10 free bet today because the Monday, uh, the Monday Money Club that Zach and I are in every Monday getting a free bet. I lost. Colorado goals over two and a half. They just scored two. And I thought Oklahoma would force a game three, and they didn't. So I missed well, out on the that backstop. Got was busy. Uh, I know. Yesterday. Yeah, I know. The three run eighth <laughs> ruined me. I was, I was so close to a great day, but you know, it's okay. You live the fight another day with the BetMGM app, and they have great entry offers like this one using our code ATOZ Sports 
for risk-free bet up to $1,000 with your first bet after your first deposit. It's easy as this. You download the app, you use the code ATOZ Sports, you make your first deposit, and your first bet risk-free up to a thousand bucks. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 or old, Tennessee only new customer offer, all promotions, set to qualifications, and eligible requirements. Rewards issued with non trouble free bets or set credit for bets expired seven days. For problem game support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Here we go, Zach. We've got the top 10 quarterbacks uh, for Chris Sims in his rankings. Uh, so I have not seen these. So I'm very curious to see what we're going to do here with Chris Sims's rankings. All right. And I think this, this is where the discussion comes in. I am also curious to see how the chat would rearrange things. We're going to ask you that here in a second. But Chris Sims did a top 40 quarterback. That means he also did a top 10. You know who we didn't talk about much last time? Derek Carr, who was on yeah. the cusp, right? Oh, 11. I think that's a good spot for him. I agree. I think he's earned that spot. Right, since since he broke his leg and all the adversity and John Gruden going away, all that, and last year, and now he has Devontae Adams, which is a whole nother story. Here is Chris Sims's top 10. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers is the top five. Then Super Bowl winning Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson on the Broncos, Tom Brady at eight, Dak. Prescott at nine, Lamar Jackson at 10. Don't wow. you see the controversy? A lot yeah. of young guns up top, a lot of old hats in the middle and lower down. So here's my initial analysis. And, and national media members do this all the time. It's the too early, the too early bump. Get right? there first. It's the I want to be on the record that Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow are that good before everybody else knows they're that good. And I get that from a competitive standpoint, but I also think it's, you know, you're sticking your neck out there. And so uh, I, I disagree with having Herbert three and Burrow four ahead of Aaron Rodgers. Just seems <laughs> that's crazy, why this, man. That's why I thought this was a great conversation. And, and we, like, and that I'm, Josh Allen, number one, like, dude. Patrick Mahomes still won that shootout, right? Like, Mahomes needs to be one. Josh Allen at two, I, I, you know, I could give a damn about arguing that. Like, I'm fine with it. But yeah, the, the Mahomes won, Josh Allen two. Then you got to rework three through five completely because that's just being a little too recency bias and uh, aggressive on the young guys very aggressive there so we'll talk about the top five here in a second let's shift to the six through ten what do you think's wrong with that Lamar should he be a tip top 10 quarterback who's better Dak Prescott or Lamar Jackson and then you know Stafford Wilson and Tom Brady are unique because I think Tom Brady I mean I think Tom Brady is better than Russell Wilson but I don't know what Russell Wilson's going to be with the Broncos I think the perception is he's going to be outstanding because yeah. just that that's the case. Yeah. And then Stafford just won a Super Bowl. I think nine and 10 is totally fine. I think Dak is better than Lamar. Lamar deserves to be a top 10 guy, but uh, you know, he's got to stay healthy him hurting his ankle. The Ravens lost six straight after being the number one team in the AFC. Lamar yeah. goes down. That's what happens. I think Dak Dak has the better throwing mechanics and throwing prowess than Lamar. So I think that's totally fine. 
I would also put Tom Brady above Russell Wilson. But then, you know, I think that's probably as high as I would go there. It, it's all about Stafford and Rodgers. And where do you put those guys compared to Herbert and Burrow? Yeah, well, because the Rams stayed the same. And, I mean, I know Von Miller left and they still haven't signed OBJ. But the core of their team has stayed the same. And the Packers, Aaron Rodgers' number one weapon is gone. That, I think, is the struggle with Aaron Rodgers, is what is Aaron Rodgers going to do offensively because he doesn't have that stellar guy in Adams? That's going to be a huge, huge storyline this upcoming season. But Aaron Rodgers has always figured it out. I know, and that's the thing. That's why I, I think Aaron Rodgers should be higher, personally. So let's ask the question, and this is where I think you know, it will take some typing on, on the chat's part. But the question we want to ask you guys is how would you re-rank Chris Sims' top five? So right now, his top five are Allen, Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow, and then Rodgers. Let's read some comments after you mm-hmm. type these in. You've already kind of state, stated what I was. I agree with you, Austin. We could just start here. I agree with your statement. Patrick Mahomes should be one. He should be one. Yeah. Josh yeah. Allen has not earned that right. He lost. Now, you can say why he lost, all that other stuff, but the fact of the matter is he didn't make it to an AFC championship game. Patrick Mahomes did. So I, I have Mahomes one. So really, now we got four slots to figure out. I, I'll say this. Mm-hmm. I think Herbert needs to be five. I think he has proved the least amount out of all these five quarterbacks. I think that there's a ton of upside. I I love his offense. Eckler's outstanding. I had both Eckler and Herbert last year on my fantasy team. And Keenan Allen is dominant. Mike Williams is back. I mean, wait, so so you're leaving the same five guys in the top five? I am. So Matt Stafford is still on the outside looking in. Yeah, because, well, my, the question is reworking the top five. It's not changing the list. Oh, that's oh. how I, that's how I interpret oh, it. I took question. it as like, I get to just go. Okay. I see what you're saying. Well, because rework is the key word in that. Fair. You're, the work is already done. You're just redoing. Okay. It. Okay. I get that. That's fair. So I have Herbert at five. Yeah. I've got Mahomes at one. I think Aaron Rodgers is better than Joe Burrow. So, Joe Burrow's got to be four. My struggle is between two and three. And it's between Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers. My gut tells me to go with Aaron Rodgers because of what you said. He always figures it out. But my mind looks at that offense and says, it's not the same that it was. You know, taking away Devontae Adams and replacing him with, I mean, who I they mean, he's done that in the past. Like, what do you think Jordy Nelson was? I get like it. Jordy Nelson was a guy, you know, he was a Kansas State track guy. They drafted in the second round and he turned him into a Pro Bowl receiver. Uh, my final answer, I figured it out. Here is my rework. I go okay. Patrick Mahomes one. I go Aaron Rodgers two. I go Josh Allen three. Joe Burrow four. And Justin Herbert five. That I think is the perfect rework in my opinion. I think I'm going to do Mahomes one, Josh Allen two, Aaron Rodgers three. 
Burrow and than Herbert. Burrow than Herbert. Yeah. I, I and even like I if I could have it my way, I would remove Justin Justin Herbert out. I'd probably put Stafford in, but I you know if that's not the game we're playing, that's fine. Um, yeah, I, I think Herbert. It's too early. I like just Justin Herbert's gonna be really good and is really good. I think it's too early to put him there. They couldn't beat the Raiders to make the playoffs in a win and get in or tie and all get in situation at the end of last season. So I, I think, uh, I, I think Josh Allen's ability to be Rose bowl level Vince young is what puts him ahead of Aaron Rodgers. Like he's not just going to kill you by throwing for 300 yards. He can also run for 80 in a very physical way that Aaron Rodgers can't nobody else can. Like Lamar can run for 80, but it's a very different style of running. Yeah, I, I think I'm sacrificing what you said earlier. Sims is trying to be a year too early, and I'll probably be a year too late. Because oh, I'll take Allen? I'll take what my gut tells me, and that is don't bet against the back-to-back MVP. He'll figure it out. And here's the other thing. Here, honestly, Austin, this was the tipping point for me. I looked at both of their divisions and I said. Aaron Rodgers plays against Kirk Cousins. He plays against Justin Field, who has nobody to throw to. And he plays against the Detroit Lions. I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers to have more success. That's, that's than, not like the question, though. That, no, I, I, no, I, I, no I, I didn't say that was a question. Okay. That was my tipping point to put Rodgers ahead of Allen. It was very close, like a thread. But that put me over the edge to look at who do you play the most? And yeah. I'd rather take the division. Yeah, than, the, look, I don't, the Dolphins could be really good. But that's and that's a completely different really conversation, good. though. But like, I understand that that's your maybe your tipping point or whatever. But that's a, the, if we're taking bets on which team, which guy's team wins the most games, then yeah, the Packers have well, an no, easier. Great path quarterback play also yields success of team. We know I, that. I know that, but so like, I'm I'm playing it smart. I'm intelligently but making that, the, again. My, I feel like it's a different conversation there. To, to, to pull in the, the division is a different conversation. I, no, that's I'm what think, made my decision. I could I'm not disclose this, that. Uh, but I'm thinking this on the scope of divisional round of the playoffs and beyond. Does that make sense? That's where I'm thinking. Is who do I trust the most in the divisional round of the playoffs and beyond? And I think Aaron Rodgers lost last year in the divisional round, and so did Josh Allen. But man, those losses couldn't be more different. One guy only scored one touchdown. The other guy scored two touchdowns in like 45 seconds at the end of that game. And it was a back and forth. So that's that's how well, I, I you know we weren't playing in snow pouring down Lambeau. I mean, the yeah, 49ers no, defense was really good. But like, again, they're, they're, that, but that was just still, a different game. But, but let's also I, I say that the Packers offense was not near good enough. No. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously. But... Those are two different games, right? Yeah. Um, so more, uh, there was, oh, Greg. Greg says this. Can we get an explanation on why Tom Brady is so low in this? Because Tom Brady is what, eighth? Tom Brady is eight behind Stafford and Wilson. So, Zach, since you're a Bucks fan, I would like to know your thought on why Tom Brady is eighth. I just think Tom Brady has slowly moved down the chain of command because – and the crazy thing is, is if he beats that LA Rams game was one of the best games. I mean, it was the, the Rams should not have lost, but they also didn't have Chris Godwin. I mean, they didn't have Antonio Brown. 
their top two wide receivers were out and Tom Brady was trying to, he was dealing with a, a hurt Leonard Fournette. All of those are excuses. I, I completely admit that. But I, I think Tom Brady is just, you know, he retired, he came back. He's probably too low for what he's accomplished, but I think that he, father time, right, is why he's eight, is his age. Everybody's waiting on the drop-off that has really not happened, and maybe it's, this is the year that it does. It's the it's the opposite of why Herbert and Burroughs are high. Right. This is, I want to be on ahead of the Tom Brady drop-off, not behind it. Yeah, right. And if Tom Brady wins another Super Bowl, everybody's going to be like, well, he's Tom Brady, right? Like, it's not going to be. So that's a good question, but I think that's the answer. I I would agree. A to Z Sports here live. Man, this is a good show. uh, Good topics here. I, you know, the quarter, there's a lot of really good quarterbacks. You know, Tom Brady might be gone after this season, but the NFL is in a great spot if the greatest of all time exits as the eighth best player at the position. Right. And, we didn't even get a chance to talk about this is the top 40 and we didn't yeah. get to get to talk about the the third tier now you don't want to talk about 40 39 and 38 but there's some good discussion between Zach Wilson Daniel Jones Jameis Winston and Jalen Hurts right because of what they have been able to accomplish or lack thereof or the stage of their career and team. who's who's 40 who is 40 uh let me pull it up real quick 40 is your boy out of Missouri, Drew Locke. <laughs> God, I was so right on him. Yeah. I was so right on Drew Locke. Yep. We don't get to talk about that enough because Drew Locke is so irrelevant. Well, and, you know, I don't know if Baker Mayfield is going to get traded to the Seahawks. You know, those rumors have started to swirl. And if Drew Locke will even get an opportunity, but he's no good. You were right on that. So right. Yeah, you can go put up seven touchdowns against Southeast Missouri State all damn day and not be worth a crap when it comes to the NFL. Saw that coming a mile away as far as Drew Locke can throw a football. I'll give you the last five. And look, we may talk about this. Maybe talk about the third tier in a second topic later this week. I wouldn't. I would actually like that. Here's 35 through 40. (laughs) Davis Mills, long neck, long necks down, 35, 36, Tyrod Taylor for the New York Giants, <laughs> 37, Gardner Minshew, backup of Jalen Hurts for the Philadelphia Eagles, 38, backup of Tua Tungavailoa, which is Teddy Bridgewater, huh. Kenny Pickett pause is above Drew Locke, who has never played. I'm telling you, though, the... Like I said, that third tier when Marcus Mariota, uh, uh, Tua, Jared Goff, Trey Lance is even in that, Justin Fields, all of those, and those weren't in order. That third tier of quarterbacks, we all know one or maybe two quarterbacks are going to play above their means and get into that top 20 mark, and then one are going to fall off, and then their career will be Yeah, Juan has a good question. Where's Arch Manning at in this list? Arch is... Oh, wow. We missed him. He's actually, he's six. He wasn't Stafford. It was Juan, Juan says Arch is fourth. <laughs> <laughs> I right, mean, it, so quickly on Arch. Yeah. That recruiting was so wild. 
And it, I, I saw a video on what all the Texas coaches and assistant coaches did to get Arch. Like, I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about time and relationships and what Sark had his guys do to build that and make Arch feel as comfortable as possible about choosing Texas. That's a yeah. big decision for Texas, especially going into the SEC. Well, yeah, and we're not going to talk a lot about Texas, but <clears throat> but like Arch Manning doesn't need any money. He's got more money than anybody of any recruit ever, right? Like maybe the richest recruit in all in all of all time. Yeah, it's Arch best Manning. fit for him. Yeah, and so and but then also I don't know if you saw the video of like fourteen year old Arch wearing a Texas jersey, saying that he wanted to play. He wanted to play in Texas. Childhood love, I mean, usually comes back around, right? Yeah. I have this infinity for in my heart for affinity, the, affinity for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the Power Rangers. I just do. It's because I loved those as a kid. There you go. There you go. A to Z Sports here on a Monday. Again, I've been in the dark this entire show because I I didn't know any of the rankings. I also have no idea what Zach has planned for Would You Rather. So let's jump to it. We end every Monday show with Would You Rather. Let's get to it, but first tell us all about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. It's that easy. They have your perfect make and model. You've just got to go find it, and that's at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Payne Bone and his team, family-owned and operated, which, I mean, for prices, you want to make sure that you're working with somebody that you trust. And you can trust Wilson County Hyundai. I have before. We've gotten to talk to their team. We've test-driven vehicles. We've taken you guys around in videos. Wilson County Hyundai is the place to go. You can check out their Palisade, which has third-row seating in a full-size SUV, or fuel-efficient cars like the Sonata and the Elantra, and the Ionic, which is a battery-powered car that they can order right there at Wilson County Hyundai. Visit WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Quick trip to Wilson County. Trust Payne Bone and his team. That's WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Yeah, don't forget, download the BetMGM app after the show. You can sign up using our code ATOZ Sports. That automatically makes your first bet risk-free up to 1000 bucks. So check that out with BetMGM, the king of sports books. Uh, let's get to Would You Rather, Zach. And also, here's a Would You, would you Rather uh, pay for gas or not pay for gas. And the Hyundai Ionic can kind of do that for you. Right? right there. That's an easy decision. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't even tell you what I – when I, so – this leads right into the story. I went to Pickwick uh, this weekend, uh, a little lake weekend, and just getting gas is absurd. I mean, it is it is outrageous. So that made me think about a would you rather. It's simple, but strategic. And that question is, would you rather have a lake house or have a beach house? Oh, right? It's simple, but I do think that there are benefits on both. There's pros and cons. So are you going lake house or are you going beach house? I made my decision over the weekend. That's kind of why I I kind of, not to All purchase, right. but eventually in my life. <laughs> so I'm just going to, you know, beach house, right? Like beach has better year-round weather because you're at the beach, right? Where at the lake house, you're still like Tennessee Lake, you're still gonna have all of Tennessee seasons. Where if you go to a beach south, then you're always gonna have the beach season. Let's see. 
You can use the lake house more often. I'm trying to think through this. I, I, I'm, I've got some pros and cons. I got a, I got a legal path in my mind that I'm going through. So I'll let you go ahead and start. Well, or, or I, read some comments. Yeah. 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 I, I'll read some comments. Cause I, I agree with what you've said so far. Here's one con about the beach house, because I think the pro, the ocean and the sand, I think has a lot of value, but the insurance of a possible hurricane yeah. destroying that beach house, you're not going to have that type of insurance. Maybe, I mean, flood, but the lake. Mud maybe, slide. Yeah. But the lake, the, the probability of that happening is less than a hurricane coming right. through um, your beach house. Um have so Tyler says live or visit. This is have so this is second home. Yeah, yeah, you own. Um, Jarrell says lake house, honky tonk says beach, beach from Eric, lake house, more privacy from Eric, lake house from Sawyer 33. I'm on the beach and I'm not going anywhere from Nate's burner account, lake house from Caleb. Beach house could end up falling into the ocean. We kind of referenced that from yeah. Mark Jones, which that was a comment that did not need to be in all caps, Mark Jones. Just take a long look in the mirror. You didn't need to do that. Renald says beach house. Um, lake house from Maserati Mac, which I do like that name. That's, That's a, good, a good name. Good name. I'm at the point where I enjoy peace and quiet. Uh, lake house. Yeah, from the Ty. Maserati Mac says he's at the point where he enjoys peace and quiet. <laughs> uh, beach house from Josh. Elks brings up a good, this is Big Ten Jeff, brings up a good point. No sharks at the lake. And I actually talked to my girlfriend about this as we were sitting there, you know, floating in the water. I go, if I'm doing this in the ocean, I'm thinking about Jaws. It is, it will cross my mind. But I'm not thinking about Lake Placid and the unbelievably enormous or gigantic crocodile that's not in this lake, right? So that is one thing. Sharks are a fear of people. There's less fear for the lake. I also have to bring this point up, Austin, that I don't think you'll bring up. And this is something near and dear to me. And that is the fishing aspect to it. I love to fish. It will be my hobby whenever I retire or stop working or change, whatever. That will be a big part of my life. I love fishing. I love bass fishing and lake fishing, but I also love deep sea fishing. Deep sea fishing, much more expensive than lake fishing. But both, I think deep sea fishing, more fun than lake fishing. But I feel like you can do lake fishing consistently. Like late in the afternoon after eating dinner, let's hop on the boat real quick. We'll go out and catch some, catch some bass. This is tough. It's a tough situation. Have you made your decision? Yeah, I have. So if I was going to live full-time in this house, I would rather live full-time in a lake house. But I also know that I probably don't want to live full-time at the lake because lakes are typically not in the middle of cities where you got to go place. You got It takes you a bit to get somewhere, right? What are you going to do in December? I want to be in the action of a city, right? So I'm viewing this as a second home situation. So I would rather have a second home situation at the beach rather than the lake, because I want to be able to get away and go to where my temperature-controlled beach house and do that and be away from everything more often. I also think lakes can be disgusting because of human waste (laughs) in lakes that aren't as gross as the ocean or the gulf or whatever body of water you want to be in. I also view a beach house as a money-making opportunity for when I'm not using it. 
you can rent that thing out way easier and more often than renting out a lake house. And so I think beach house is where I would prefer. Liability in, in hurricanes. Sure. I understand that. Um, but you know, they build them up on stilts and you know, the house that uh, my wife and I went to in, in May at Dolphin Island in Alabama survived hurricane Katrina back in the day. And so, you know, because of this, the strategy and the, all the different engineering that went into that. So I would rather go beach house for my second home, right? I'm, this is a second home mentality because my first home is going to be in some type of metropolitan area. And there's no lakes really in le- metropolitan areas like where I want to be. No, Pickwick. I'm not. a downtown person. I, I am a city person. Yeah. City guy. I am too. Uh, beach. This is This is the easiest decision that could be made in my life. I'm a beach guy. I like catching blue marlin and snapper, and I like that life. I, I, I love the keys. I mean, that's uh, I, I really enjoy the keys, and I could see myself being there at some point in my life. Uh, and that is a beach house. Yes. Uh, I love that way of living. I love sandals. I love the summertime, and in December, it's going to be nice in Florida. In December, it's going to be cold with a jacket near a lake. Eric says, very few hurricanes on the West Coast. While that's true, (laughs) there are also other things. There's price and the potential on some areas of the West Coast of becoming the ocean, as Mark said. Yeah, and I don't, I think it's because, you know, we're Nashville based. I don't even think about buying a beach house on the West Coast. I mean, I would would move to the West Coast, right? And just buy a house on the beach. That, that, that's the play. I I don't know about you, but the first beach house on the West Coast that I think of is Charlie Sheen's from Two and a Half Men. Like that, that's, if that's the beach house, then then we I can get on board. I never really watched that show. You never watched Two and a Half Men? I didn't like the other. I didn't like the characters. Like Charlie Sheen. After a couple of episodes, I get it. I didn't also like the other guy. I, I don't. I don't I even forget know. his name. And the kid, the kid was stupid. Like uh, I just don't think that the kid was funny. I thought the kid. Uh, was obviously the butt of a lot of jokes, but they were so scripted. He was a terrible actor. Like uh, you could hear, and this is yeah, how I justify. Like, I was like twelve watching this. I, thing. I know. I'm, I'm not just, like I'm, diagnosing acting when I'm a twelve year old watching Two and a Half Men. Well, I'm diagnosing who hired the actor. And as I look at that show, when I can hear the script through the lines, like when they say it, and that justifies what acting is, I think of. Uh, How I Met Your Mother, who's one of the, what's one of the stupidest worst shows, I think, in the history, besides The Big Bang Theory, which is the worst show, which is right next to Scrubs. All four of those shows blow. Now I'm getting emotional because they are so bad. And how they became popular in America, I don't know. That's an indictment on American society and what they think is good and bad. Well, it's because all four of those sitcoms are complete and utter trash. Most old shows don't hold up. Uh, those four really popular shows were Loserville. Like, I, I mean, they were awful. I just thought that they were stupid. That, like, I, they, they weren't funny. The laugh track was terrible. The the scripted writing, I mean, the, the actors weren't very good. Let's just be honest. You can hear the lines. Like, the, the, 
two and a half minutes, the kid comes in and be like, oh, dad, you're a womanizer. Like, uh, yeah, we know. That's not funny. Like, get some acting and do better. So those are my four least favorite shows, sitcoms. Scrubs, trash. Uh, How I Met Your Mother, brutal. Uh, I'll save the worst for last. Then Two and a Half Men I don't like. That's I, I don't really hate Two and a Half Men. I just don't like it. And then the worst of all is The Big Bang Theory. That's the dumbest show on television. Yeah, and so Eric says, so what is The Office? The, the Office is great. Brilliant, Brilliance yeah. is what Brilliance. That's a good sitcom. That's where, that's great, great acting. Great like, sitcom. Not like, good, great. You can't read the lines between... Michael and Jim and Jim and Dwight. That is just organic chemistry. Yes. Yeah. The office is holds up. It doesn't matter how old it is. It still slaps today. And all right, Austin, if I didn't give you the love of the show to start, Brent would get it because this is what I think I think ever. And I'm talking ever. So Brent, you were close, but Austin's necklace that is now, in his stomach is gone. Yeah, I ate it. I've got the string, the empty string right here. That was pretty impressive to eat that. I would. It was good. That. Like I figured out how the you have to like take the bite and then chew half of it and then wrap the other half around the string to eat the rest. So two things to answer these questions. Uh, Eric says, "So Lake House or Beach House? I'm Beach House all the way." And Nate says, "What is your favorite TV sitcom?" Uh, in in this order, it goes Seinfeld one, Office two. I really like Curb Your Enthusiasm as three, but I am that's my kind of humor. I think it's really fun. I like all three of those a lot, a lot. All right, we'll see you guys on a Tuesday. Great Monday show. I agree with Zach. Beach House is the way to go too. And we'll see you guys later on. Hope you have a great rest of your Monday. Don't forget, you should subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already. Like the show on your way out as well if you haven't already. We've got a ton of plans Coming up for the end of July, as training camp gets started, our YouTube channel will be packed full of Titans training camp highlights, analysis, and more. So check that out at A to Z Sports Nashville on YouTube. Subscribe now. You're not going to want to miss that. We'll see you guys later on. Buck Rising live tonight for the A to Z Sports primetime show, 8 p.m. Central Time on these same channels. Appreciate it. Adios.